0: book of Acts chapters 26 verses 1 and 12 through 20 in those days King Agrippa said to Paul you have permission to speak for yourself then Paul stretched out his hand and made his defense I journeyed to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests at midday O King I saw on the way a light from heaven brighter than the Sun shining around me and those who journeyed with me and when we had all fallen to the ground I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It hurts you to kick against the goads. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand up on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you to serve and bear witness to the things in which you have seen me, and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from the people and from the Gentiles, to whom I send you to open their eyes, that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they might receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Wherefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those at Damascus, then at Jerusalem, and throughout all the country of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent, and turn to God, and perform deeds worthy of their repentance." In the chapters preceding this passage, Paul has been arrested and brought before the high priest and before multiple government leaders. He was accused of stirring up trouble and of being the ringleader of a sect of the Nazarenes. In each instance, Paul speaks clearly, intelligently, and articulately in his own defense. He always spoke with grace and humility, seeking to explain honestly what he was doing and why he was doing it. Finally, in this passage, he stands before King Agrippa and begins telling a story, beginning just before his encounter with Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. As he explains, he was a faithful, devout, and well-educated Pharisee, seeking to eradicate this new sect that had arisen in Jerusalem. People calling themselves followers of Jesus Christ, the one accused by the Jews, and crucified by the Romans. In an overwhelming religious experience, Paul is confronted by Jesus himself and learns that Jesus has chosen him to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. Jesus asks him, Why do you persecute me? It is painful for you to kick against the goads. Which in modern terminology means, Why are you fighting against me? Because in doing so, you are only causing yourself more trouble and pain. Like someone walking down the road and kicking rocks, and in doing so, breaking the bones in his feet. Paul's persecution of the followers of Christ is accomplishing the exact opposite of what he was intending. Paul, being a faithful Israelite, was seeking to repress this seeming aberration of Judaism. He was seeking to be faithful to the faith of his ancestors, but he was actually working in the opposite direction. His persecution and repression of the Christian faith was moving him further away from God and in the direction of rebellion. Being a well-educated Pharisee, he should have known the Scriptures well enough to understand that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. In what would be called an unusual situation or experience, Paul is moved to obedience and shifts his focus in a perfect 180-degree change. There is much more to Paul's conversion account, which he does not share with Agrippa, but he puts a great emphasis upon the suffering he has undergone for his new faithfulness to God through Jesus Christ. Even though the church has always understood Paul's conversion experience in literal terms, it would be a mistake to appeal to this situation as common or typical. Undergoing such an experience was, by anyone's definition, unusual and extreme. To use a geological example, when building a road, the larger the rock that impedes one's progress, the more dynamite one needs to clear the path. Because Paul was so well-educated and so zealous for his Jewish faith, God needed to use something truly overpowering and miraculous to bring him to his senses. The combination of knowledge and zeal made Paul an intimidating opponent. A mere conversation or religious debate would not have swayed him from his path of persecution. Two consequences of his encounter with Jesus made his conversation that much more remarkable. First, Paul completely lost his sight after seeing Jesus. And after a few days in the care of some nearby Christians, one of them prayed for him and restored his sight. It could be said that God made him blind, but then healed him. This physical miracle was a remarkable metaphor for what took place in Paul's heart and mind. Even though he was brilliant and devout, he was blind to the truth and identity of the Messiah. Prior to the incarnation, Paul, then named Saul, was living and doing that which a faithful Jew would do. With the incarnation, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ, Paul became literally blind. It took something overpowering and remarkable to change him. Because of the unusual overlap that was taking place at this time, the old covenant was passing away and becoming obsolete, and the new covenant was taking effect and beginning to flow across the world. Miraculous events like this were taking place. As the gospel grew and spread, The new covenant way of thinking was becoming more and more common, and the preaching of the gospel was being embraced. God needed to speak to Saul and to move him in a way that his old covenant mind would understand. As any faithful Jew would understand, sickness, weakness, and error were a clear sign that one was out of alignment with the will of God. The fact that Saul became blind and helpless would have communicated to him that God was not pleased with his actions. As Paul's heart was turned and he embraced Jesus as the Messiah, fully intending to take up the responsibility that God laid upon him, God healed Paul in his blindness and led him from Jerusalem to come to an understanding of what it meant to be a follower of Jesus Christ. It took Paul several years to come to understand Jesus as the Messiah and to win over the trust of other Christians. After meeting with James, the bishop of the church in Jerusalem, Paul began working with other apostles and began his ministry to the Gentiles. It is as the book of Acts comes to a close that Paul continues to be faithful in the preaching of the gospel, even to priests and kings. Even in the face of persecution and rejection, Paul preached the gospel, knowing that death would be the result of his words and actions.